Welcome to Tree Talk, episode 141. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Fail Star. Another busy weekend for Limerick J. There's only a couple of games to look forward to, but all the leagues have, have come to an end. So we'll look back on each individual league campaign. There was also the Junior A Championship win for Croke Kilfinney. So do stay tuned for a very... Especially game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it that's it. No ifs, no buts. Well, Matt, today I think we will start again with the footballers this weekend. Obviously, came to an end last weekend against Derry in the Division 3 semi final. They finished 17 13 in Carrick and Shannon. But it was a real solid performance from Limerick against a very strong Derry side. I suppose, what did you make of the game? Yeah, I've just come to it in a second, but this 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 week is the 25th anniversary of Kieran Carey's famous point, which you used there in, in your intro. And I suppose one of the greatest points of all time, because it, it, it's a point that won a Munster Championship game and knocked the All-Ireland champions out. Like the significance and the importance of the point, and at the stage in which it came, it was simply phenomenal. And those of us that were lucky to be there on that day, you weren't born, Jack, I'd say. You know, it, it really, really one of one of the highlights. to something special. And do you, you, you know what, um, Jack? It's it, it's like old wine. It gets better with age. The more often you'd see it, the more you'd in, absolutely enjoy it. And the more, and actually, the more phenomenal it is. Um, it, it just shows the suite of skills uh, that 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 Kieran Carey have ha, had. And um, you know, it, it's one of the sad facts of 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 life that. A player of his caliber didn't win in All Ireland, and he came so close on, on 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 a couple of occasions. Getting back to your question, Jack, I suppose Limerick will look back on 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 the football league overall as being very very satisfactory. You you could probably say that they came tantalisingly close um, to winning promotion for a second year in a row. And if you if you were talking in terms of that two years ago. Um, you'd be nearly arrested because, um, you, you, you know, but it, give, it gives you a sense of, of um, how far Limerick football has come in that time. Now, they came up against a very, very competent um, Derry team. You, you know, a Derry team like that, that three years ago dropped to Division 4, which was unheard of in Derry. And you must remember in this millennium alone, Jack, that Derry have won the National League twice. And then and we're talking about we're talking about Division One now and they beat Kerry in one of the finals, which doesn't happen too often for for um the, the lesser counties in, in in fairness. But certainly Limerick um like Limerick weren't overawed by by Derry. They weren't overrun by Derry. They really put it up to Derry for long, long periods. And we'll get a sense, I, I expect we'll get a sense of 
how good this Derry team are. First of all, we'll get it. Um, we've only to wait till next Sunday when when they're in when they play awfully in the Division Three final, and then we'll get it during the course of, of the Ulster Championship. But um, now I only saw about, about ten minutes of the game. I, I must admit, but reading about it and speaking to people that were there, um, you know, um, it, 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 most people were in awe of how how good Jerry were, and equally in awe of the performance of Limerick, um, that that uh, the way they put it up to him. Um, now th this is the the, the fourth meeting um, that. that these counties have had in this millennium alone, twice in the championship, twice in the league. There's been very, very, very little between them. Absolutely very, very little. Two or three years ago when Derry came to the Gaelic grounds, Derry were riding high, go, going for going for promotion from Division 4. Limerick were down in the dumps at the time. It was a very, very close game. But I suppose, you know, if, if, if you look for what was the difference, um, Derry had a guy called Shane McGuigan, you know, who who um, was certainly one of the top footballers in in, in the country at the moment. And he, he's their go-to man. And certainly when you're coming up through the ranks, having a player of his calibre, like, is is absolutely invaluable. And um, But I, I think overall, Billy Lee and his management team are, are entitled to be very, very happy with their league performance to date. Now, in many ways, it was a funny it it was a funny league when when we set out at the start of this league and when we were discussing it. This league, the whole talk, Jack, was here is Division Three. Here are two of the twenty twenty provincial champions in the league, Tipperary and Cavan, and I. You know, rather than throw their hands up in the air um, and say, oh, sure, look, um, they're going to win it. The other counties knuckle down. And what do we see? Cavan and Tipperary, instead of being promoted, are both relegated. And um, uh, the vagaries of, of, of the league, um, Limerick went to Akram, had a huge win over Wicklow. Wicklow and Turn went to, went to Navan and had... Uh, ground out a fantastic win, uh, a landmark win for Wicklow over over um, Cavan to preserve their to preserve their league status. It has been a funny league. The two odds-on favourites, I suppose, from the start would have to be the provincial champions. Although Derry, who just missed out on promotion last year, Jack would have would have also been among the favourites um, for for promotion. So. Um, I think as far as Billy Lee was concerned, the first job when you're promoted, um, all right, you can deep down have ambitions to be promoted again, but the first ambition and the first job to be done is consolidation. And I think they did that very well. Yeah, they definitely did that very well. And I, I suppose they, they set the ground or the, the bar high at the first round win over Tipperary. But just looking at Limerick and Terry, um, Derry, obviously, that game you mentioned, Gaelic Grounds, Derry won that and won promotion, and they were very unlucky last year to miss out on promotion, but rebounded well this year. Is that something that Limerick can look towards, look towards this Derry setup and say they had the year in Division 3 and then they kicked on again? Yeah, I think I think it's possible. I I, I think I think it's possible. Like because we spoke about it last last week, Jack. This, this, this team has broken down a number of barriers, a number of sacred cows, like 
um, like beaten, beaten Cork in in in, in the, the McGrath Cup final, kick kickstarted it all. Then you had that backs to the wall situation in Sligo, you know, and we've 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 had a poor record in Sligo. Let's face it, um, but, but, but the chips were down for Billy Lee and his men, and and they responded. Likewise, a couple of weeks ago, when they when they when they travelled to Ockram, it it was a sa- same type situation, and and um, everybody talking about oh, Ockram is, is is the graveyard of so many people's hopes, and it has been the graveyard of so many people's hopes. And John Mohan, um, during an interview since off they have been to Wicklow, referenced it, and 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 referenced it as being one of the defining moments. In 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 Offaly's season so far that they won in Ockram, so like it's a badge of honour to have won in Ockram. So L- Limerick did that. So I, I I I don't have any worries for them at this remove, Jack. And I think they will go into the Munster Championship in pretty good fiddle. And just talking about that Munster Championship game against Waterford, what learnings can they take from this year? Obviously, last year they were in the same division as Waterford. Will it be more difficult this year coming in? Obviously, as a Division 3 team, they were so close to Division 2 with that added pressure, or will that give them extra impetus to go out and show what they've, they've learned over the last two years? A bit of both. There'll be a small bit of pressure and there'll be a small bit of expectation, but there, there will be impetus with them. But another factor that 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 that, that, um, that, that um, will play into it as well is that um, uh, Shane Ronian has taken over as, as Waterford manager. And he, he has been the very successful manager of the Tipperary ladies football team. And also um, he, he's the very successful manager of the Moore Abbey ladies football team. And he has been involved with court teams. So he, he's coming. He's coming with some pedigree. Yeah, it, it'll definitely, it'll definitely be a different, a different Watford setup. But I suppose that, that game, that game is, is a week away and we look forward to it next week. But just from Limerick overall in the league, like who were the standout players for you or, who were the new players that kind of put their hand up? I know it's probably been a tried and trusted team for the last two or three years, but who has really put their hand up and said, this is my year to kind of break onto the scene? It, it, it has been a tried and tested team, and and Billy has gone for, for, for more of the same. Um, I, I suppose um, we all know about Danny Neville and, and, and what, Danny, what Danny brings to the table. But now we have the box up there, Um you know, which which are, are serious players. Um, Killian Fahey continues to grow as an inter-county footballer, in in, in my view. And we've had a number of, of um, outstanding performances at fullback by Brian Fanning, who must look back on, 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 on the league as a very, very satisfactory campaign for him. Um, Ian Carbert, of course. We know about him, um, Rob Childs. Gordon Brown nailed, nailed down a place on the side this year and had quite a good campaign. There are quite a lot of positives out there. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of positives. And as I said, we look forward to the Watford game in, in depth next weekend. But just moving on, because I want to get through all the leagues. We go on to the hurdlers. And I suppose before week one, you're thinking you're looking for three leagues in a row and to maintain their unbeaten status. And then after three weeks, you're just looking... For a solitary win, and you finished with two wins and a bounce. It was a mixed campaign for for John Kiley's side, to say the least. Mixed campaign, you know, very hard to judge it. Um, like, right, we were going for three in a row. 
um, I suppose, deep down, and then the real green part of us expected that the trip to Mullingar would be a coronation. Um, um, but it wasn't. Um, it was a useful exercise. Um, but Limerick have finished the campaign pretty, pretty strongly. Now, in, in the league, um, the way it is structured, um, trips to Galway and trips to Waterford, Jack, are difficult assignments. So there's little shame, I think, in losing those because um, Limerick were sort of in an experimental phase, if you like, because there were four, five and six changes from game to game as, as John Kiley was working on his farmland. Now, as I said last week, a lot of the work and a lot of the experimentation that was going on in the league um, would previously have been going on in the Munster, um, in the Munster League. So it, it was a league with a difference and it's running straight into the championship now. But two significant wins at the end of it. A very comprehensive win over Cork. And um, it was a Cork team that was shown a number of, of, of first-line players who had miraculously uncover, uh, recovered in seven days to face um, to face Galway last weekend, and a victory over Westmead. I suppose you would expect it, no disrespect to Westmead, but a victory over Westmead would would be something of a routine victory anyway. And um, having said that, well, Westmead were plucky, and uh, they, they, they were plucky for fifty minutes of it. You know, and asked asked Limerick a few questions, and I, I, I'd imagine John Kylie, Paul Kennard, and their backroom team wouldn't be one bit unhappy that they were asked questions. And the more questions they could have asked at this remove, so near the championship, they, they, they would have been very, very happy. I'd say. Yeah, and I suppose it's probably better to finish on a high than to finish with the losses. I know, the, the, as you said, against the we the win against Westmead was to be expected, but. At least they have that small bit of momentum, especially considering that round four win over Cork. Yeah, that, that that's the point, Tim. That, that's the point, Tim. The, the league took a turn practically on the home straight. And um, like Limerick had gone three games without a win, a draw with Tipperary, losses to Galway and and and, and to Waterford, and then to come up with um, um to, to come up with the two victories over Cork and Westmead. I, I think it was crucially it was it was hugely important. The victory over Cork was was hugely important because um, Cork don't you know home and away um, doesn't seem to phase Cork as much as other counties. And um, of course, we spoke about home and away in the context of no spectators. Um, that um, the home advantage isn't the same. But um, Cork are quite happy um, traveling up to the Gaelic grounds or traveling to Simple Stadium. Um, yeah, but um, uh, I, I thought the performance that night, notwithstanding that the number of frontline players that Cork were missing, I thought that that, that was a performance full of pro province of uh, promise, and I, I would start to read more into that than I would read into the victory over Westmead, which was expected anyway. Like um, we didn't go into the Cork game uh, expecting to, uh, well, we were expecting to do well, we were expecting to turn it around. There was no way we were expecting. To win it in the manner in which we did. No, that's thirty-three points to two nineteen win. Probably wasn't expected. But on the on the losses to Waterford Galway and Groot Hegarty kind of touching it during the week, it probably wasn't a bad thing for Limerick to lose again after that long unbeated run. It probably just takes the pressure off the players just a little and they'll still probably go into the All Ireland Championship as favourites, but 
that that expectation is just a little bit lower and it's probably easier for John Kyle and his side to go into the game and the, the world isn't expected of them. Yeah, you're right, Jack. Sure. You know since last Christmas, um, since the, the All-Ireland final, the hype about Limerick has, has been phenomenal. The team to beat him hadn't been born yet was nearly the narrative, you, you know. And um, that's a fair way to carry uh, on, the, on their shoulders. 13 games unbeaten, like they, 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 they have done it all. So it, it, releases, it releases the pressure somewhat. Um, to show that 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 they are that they are vulnerable and that they are you know that they are beatable, you know. But suddenly the, the narrative has changed as as late as this morning. I I, I have been reading that um, Galway and Limerick are the favourites for the championship. So um, we we haven't exclusive right to favouritism anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah, and it's definitely you can see from these players that they probably come up through the grades and hadn't. Well, they had one coming up through the grades, but Limerick hadn't won much. So they're definitely a team that kind of thrives on that underdog nature, as they showed in 2018. But they're equally deft, as they showed last year, in going in as favourites. But just touching on Galway then, our Galway, and we mentioned it in the, the preview of the league, that Galway are probably the team that we thought could give Limerick the best game and could beat them. Did they further that stance during the league, Galway? Yes, in my opinion. Um, they... they... They absolutely confirmed what what we suspected about him, and um, you know I I think Galway are an extremely good side, an extremely good side, and they are the biggest challengers. I I to Limerick's All Ireland crown. We, we, we've said it from the start of the year. I I've seen nothing to change it. All right, they went to Turles and they lost. Like they, they were heading for loss. Many people thought last Sunday when when they were six points down at half time. And you must remember that there was no Johnny Cohn last Sunday. There was no Joe Canning last Sunday. And and we have seen the, the amount of influence that Joe Canning has been in, in, in uh, exerting on games in this campaign. He has been absolutely outstanding. Joe Canning is is probably playing some of the best hurling of his career at the moment. And he, he has sort of adopted a new role of, of kind of playmaker. You know, he, he he's the conductor of that team now. And um, he he did he didn't play yet. They came back and they they they, they won in style. They 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 have a serious serious attack. Now they, they might have slight concern um, defensively. Um, they, 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 certainly, if there is an Achilles heel in in the Galway team, it, it probably is their is is their defence. But if you look at the individuals that are in the defence, it's it's very hard to see why. But um, um, certainly, the, 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 the real the potency of that attack um, is just simply phenomenal. Yeah, and outside of Galway, then was there there any teams that further their credentials, or conversely, any team that you thought might be challengers that kind of failed to flatter in the league? Well, I, I, I'll answer the question the other way around, Jack. In in that. Um, um, we spoke when we were speaking about the league. You will recall them when, particularly when we spoke about Tipperary, and um, we were analysing the reason as to why they sort of fell off the cliff last year. And we were saying that it it it, it was the experienced players that didn't step up to the mark. Um, 
I I think during the league that we we, we saw that we we, we we may not be exactly correct in that. Now we did put the caveat that you know that could be one last hurrah and I'm, and we're we're talking about the the, the Mahers, Brendan and Patrick. We're talking about Patrick Maher. We're talking about Noel McGrath. We're talking about Seamus Callan. And certainly, from a temporary point of view, they had very promising league campaigns. Yeah, and I suppose they probably weren't played in all five games. It was probably um, an air around Tipperary to let these lads rest and let them play every now and then because they know how to mind their bodies. But just back to Limerick, was, and I asked you just about football as well, there was probably a lot more variety in the teams than Collie name. Who stood out for you, be it um, players we've seen before or new faces into the side? Well... <laughs> I suppose it's easy to say Colin Coughlin. Like, um, his his performance, although I, I, I'm saying it before and I'm saying it again, I'm not one bit surprised at it. Um, you, you, you know, um, he, he stands out. And and, and Cahal O'Neill, certainly when Cahal O'Neill um, came into the last game, he, he you know, he, he, he certainly showed um, showed what he's worth. Now, John Kiley gave, 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 gave an awful lot of people game time David Reedy had a couple of very very good games in the beginning. Unfortunately for him, he 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 picked he picked up an injury. Like the, the, the other positives, um, Brian O'Grady got two starts. Um, I I honestly thought that that um, uh, the first one may have been difficult for him. He started at midfield. Now he was he was an enforced change the last day against um, Westmeath when Dermot Burns had to cry off. And I, I, I thought he did quite well. And, um, you know, he showed, I think, that um, that he learned from the first experience. Mark Quinlan was another man to make his debut. I, I, I thought there was a promising performance in Mullingar by Jerome Bylan at, at, at corner back. I thought Ronan Connolly looked very solid at centre back. You know, we have seen Adrian Breen coming in and making cameo appearances and 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 done very well. I would have liked to have seen more of David Dempsey during the course of the campaign, but um, injury precluded that, unfortunately, um, because we know the type of forum that David Dempsey was in last year, and we we, we know we, we don't have to be reminded of what he brings to the table in terms of commitment and 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 and. Um, what he can do, his scoring pros. He, like you know, he, he was on fire last year, and it's unfortunate that he's he's plagued by injury. I, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of David Dimsey during the league campaign, but it wasn't to be. And we'll, we're we're two weeks out from that, the Munster Championship class with Cork, and we won't dwell on it because there's plenty of games in the meantime. And I know we've had this particularly bad record of predicting teams, but just taking the 2020 All Ireland team, do you see any changes? For the Cork clash, or will it be the same team that started against Waterford? Do you think? I I think the team that will face Cork will be as near as doesn't matter to the team that started against Waterford in last year's All Ireland. Injury, just as a few injuries to Lexi Sean Finn, and I know Groot Hegarty came back from injury. That's the caveat. Dermot Burns is injured, like um, of, of of that team, so. Um, with a clean bill of health, I honestly think, Jack, that you, you you will see a team that mostly mirrors the team that started off in last year's All-Ireland final. Yeah, I think probably maybe Rich English is probably the one that he would have started in 2020 if he hadn't got injured. 
Um, it's probably yes. a bit earlier for my case. I think Rich English is the one, but we'll probably we'll hear. Richie, Richie, Richie has had a very, Richie has had a very solid, a very very solid lead campaign, and Barry Nash, when he has been on, has 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 been very 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 good. So like, um, what Richie English has given John Kiley is one giant headache. It's a good one to have. Himself so, and Barry Nash. <laughs> it's a good one to have, and and hopefully that that it won't be enforced through injury that we won't have to. To find a replacement for Sean Finn and Darren Burns, and players will be selected under merit. But as I said, that game is a fortnight away, and we can talk about it more in detail. Um, moving on to the ladies' football, I suppose their campaign came to an end at the semi-final stage last weekend against a very strong Leitrim side. And I suppose, like last year's All Ireland Championship semi-final, it's it's a bad start that kind of killed the team. But they showed, like, I suppose, great energy and great, I suppose, determination. To come back and make it a game in the second half, but ultimately it's a disappointing day for Donald Ryan. Donald Ryan, he said. Disappointing day for Donald Ryan and um, disappointing for Limerick, obviously, Jack. Um, one thing I would say about that before we actually talk about the game, it's the actual game with Leitrim itself, um, is is um, uh, and I look back in a, on, on on the game. Um, Limerick played three games in the league. And two of those games were against um, Offaly and against Leitrim, who played their football at intermediate level. Now, don't forget Limerick are one of the five counties in Ireland that played junior football. So, all right, is that a good or a bad thing? I certainly have mixed feelings about it. I have the feeling, is it fair that, that intermediate teams should be playing... Teams below their own level in the league, or for the donor teams, is is it is it very good pre preparation going forward into the championship? I see you're shaking your head, Jack, and I'm shaking it too because I can't make up my mind a or nay, one or the other. Yeah, but, I suppose um, it probably depends on players themselves. They they might want to say because we saw with the junior Camogie side that um they gave Carlo plenty of us in the in their league campaign. But um, I suppose it's probably up to the individual whether what kind of some players like to get a win under their belt and some players like to test themselves against the best, even if it means losing. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. But but I'm just making the the the, the, two, the two points. But as the uh, just speaking about the game itself, Jack, you you're absolutely right. It 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 it, it reflected in many ways the the, the All Ireland semi final with Fermanagh last year when 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 Limerick got a very very poor start and Limerick were quite slow in, in, in getting up to the pace of the game. Now, Donald, Donald Ryan referenced it in his post-match interview, and if you look back at the game, um, uh, Limerick, at three points to nil down, Limerick did have a goal chance, and, and Amy Ryan's shot just tantalisingly went out, outside the post. Had that gone in at that stage, and, you know, I, I, I'm not a great one for ifs and ands and buts, but... Um, you know, it could have changed the complexion of the game. It would probably have helped Limerick to settle quicker into the game. But with, with that lay, layoff, Leitrim just built and built and built and built. And like Limerick's chances at the other end, they, they were really, really at, 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 at a premium. But full credit to Limerick, full credit to Limerick that they played out the full 60-odd minutes and they got their award and they showed a bit towards the finish. Um, as to what they could do, like Limerick's first goal was um, 
was was by Iris Canelli and um, uh, the the second goal by uh, Andre O'Sullivan, which you know had a touch of a bit of luck about it, in that was was a probing free that she delivered right into the goal mouth and it just dipped in in into the net. But like we, we, we'll take we'll we'll take them all, and um, but it was in, in in fairness from Andre, it 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 was a very difficult ball. Um, to to deal with, so like you, you could be skeptical and say, look, that put a fairer complexion in, in, in that put a better complexion in the game than it actually was. I I wouldn't agree with that from uh, having watched the game and watched some of it back a second time. Um, I I would say that it 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 it, it was not probably what Limerick deserved, what their performance deserved, like um. No, I, I know Donald Ryan mentioned maybe the heads dropped when they missed the goal. I, I don't think so. I, 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 I think that you know, I think they battled bravely and they, they showed a great resilience. And I think at the end of the day, the fact Jack that they have played two intermediate teams will stand to them going going into the championship. They'll be going into the championship with Wicklow, Derry, Antrim, and and Carlo in in, in the coming weeks. And I'd be quite hopeful. Now it, it, it's a it's a five county group, and um, um, four out of the five will go through to the semi finals. So, look, I I would be very very confident that we'll be one of those four anyway. But um, I, I I think overall, Donald Ryan will take a certain amount out of it, in that he was playing counties above our own level, and. That they will have learned quite a bit from it. Yeah, and I suppose you kind of put to the question whether it's better to play teams above you or is it better to play teams on your similar level. They they beat the only team that they're going to play again this this summer in Carlo. For you, what which would you prefer uh, as a manager? Would you rather your players are playing at a higher level to know where you have to get to, or to play the likes of Carlo and Wicklow more regularly and then play them in championship again? No, I, I, I would go for the former, uh, Jack. I, I would go for the, 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 the teams. Um, I, I was just tossing it out there in the beginning and I was saying, look, I can't make up my mind. But really deep down, I honestly believe that the best, um, the best preparation for the championship is to be playing teams above you um, and see where you have to get to. Because l- let's face it, um, they have come through where you're expecting to come through from. If 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 you can get my drift on that, um, mm. they started off as, as juniors and and progressed onto intermediate, and it gives them like a sense of of where they have to where they have to get to to win the championship. Yeah, it's it's definitely beneficial playing teams if you can compete, and not necessarily you don't have to win, but that you can just compete and just test yourselves. But Limerick aren't playing uh, their first round until the 11th or 11th July. They're playing um, Wicklow. Like that's 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 actually a decent time compared to other teams that are only having maybe a week or a fortnight to prepare. So from what you've seen so far, where can Limerick improve um, on? They've they've scored two goals in every game. So obviously that's probably an aspect that they they'd want to maintain. But defensively and also in their general play, is there any areas you've seen where they could there's room for improvement? Yeah, well, then there were there were a number of changes um, uh, that that uh, um, were made the last day for the for the for the Leitrim game. Um, the team captain Neve McCarthy moved back into the corner, 
Caroline Hickey moved back in, in, into center back. And um, that, that, that was to facilitate the, the, the return of Roshin Ambrose, which, you know, Roshin Ambrose, Anya Cunningham and the two leads, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to juggle that time between Komogi and and um, and ladies football. And it hasn't been easy for them ju- 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 during this during this campaign. But um, um, like I, I think that basically Donald Ryan stuck with the same players um, for the three games. So he must now Yvonne Lee missed out the last day because Yvonne was involved in the um, in the Komogi semi-final on Saturday. And it, it looks to me that when that arises, that that that, um, that um, Donald Ryan isn't 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 prepared to put that type of pressure on him to play two games in two days, and and he's he's absolutely right, um, because we saw the previous week um, w- w- with the seniors where um, Anya Cunningham and and Roshin Ambrose um, against Carlo. Were, were rested because of their exertions the previous day with with with, with Komogi. so um, let's hope that he, that Donald Ryan will not be juggling with that problem um, of that conundrum. Um, although I suppose it's unavoidable, maybe when 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 the championship starts in 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 the middle of um, in the middle of July. But you're right about the forwards. You know they they have been pretty free scoring. And, and they've got very, very good scores. Um, like and, Andrea Sullivan um, is a huge player for Limerick now. He's probably one of the most experienced there is. Now, Amy Ryan, hugely experienced as well. She, she, she's, she's the target woman. And, and um, uh, if, if she has a fault at full forward, it's probably that she's too unselfish. You know, she, she's prepared to move the ball around maybe at times when perhaps she should, she should go herself. Iris Kennelly, like the return of Iris Kennelly is a big plus and she's getting into the team. And I certainly would like to see all the Komogi players on board for, for, for the championship games. I, I think they're very, very important. Roshin Ambrose, Anya Cunningham, um, very, 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 very important. Um, will Caroline Hickey be moved from centre-back to, to midfield again? I, I don't know. And Ian McCarthy come out um, to vacate the, the corner for... Um, for Ivan Lee, there are some of the imponderables, but there are some of the options that are there for for Donald Ryan. Yeah, there are certainly options there, and, and and overall, Matt, it was it was a positive league campaign and something they can build on going into the championship as they look to win a second junior title in four years. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I would think so. Um, I I think there was a lot of positivity in it. Like Donald Ryan started last year from a very low base, Jack, in that he 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 brought in a whole raft of of, of of new faces like that 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 there are only three or four um survivors from twenty eighteen and this year we are three years down the road and it's a huge turnover, massive turnover uh, of, of of players. And then we, we had the departure from the panel at the start of this year of Catty Me and, and we know what Catty brings to the brought brought to the table is taking a year out and it's a huge loss. So you you could just imagine that if if you had an attack um, with Cathy Mee, um, Andre O'Sullivan, Iris Kennelly, and and um, and um, Amy Ryan, that type of experience and that type of quality, you would have a very very serious attack. But it is what it is. Um, you're right; they're getting two goals in every game. 
it, 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 it's a good it, it's a it's a good turn. I think overall, despite the the the, the defeat by Leitrim, I think that it's positivity. Um, Donald Ryan will will take positives out of it, and look, roll on Wicklow in the championship. Now, by the same token, Wicklow are the championship favourites. Now, I don't know who came to that conclusion, but somebody somewhere along the line has decided that Wicklow are the the, the championship favourites. Perhaps they'll justify it. We'll see. Oh, we'll see on the 11th of July. But as I said, I think I think Limerick are better in all codes when they're under, underdog. I think we're kind of a, an underdog county. But um, moving into Camogie... We have a siege mentality, Jack, when they're, when they're writing us off. We do, we do. Um, we actually have Kawagi games. Look forward to this weekend. We have we have three games. The seniors are in action against Clare in the preliminary round of the Munster Championship. The juniors are playing Kerry, and under sixteen side are out against Clare. Um, I suppose the adult games are on Saturday, and the under sixteen game is Sunday. Before we look into those those games, Matt, we, we we'll reflect on the the league campaigns. I suppose the, the seniors came to conclusion a fortnight ago against Kilkenny with that brilliant performance. That we spoke about last week and then last Saturday the junior side were beaten by a strong Wexford side so overall and we'll, t- we'll take it as one because Pat Ryan is over the whole team and although they've been fairly strict in moving between the two it is one panel more or less it was a real positive start for Limerick this year after a really low 2020 like to be fair yeah and um when we were discussing this last week, and particularly in the context of the team playing Wexford, and I was in Ball last Sunday or last Saturday for the game against um, against Wexford, um, I, I, I spoke about them um, particularly that because of the decline in the fortunes of of, of Wexford Camogie, you normally have Wexford um, first team playing in Division One and the second team playing in Division Two, but because the first team got relegated to Division Two. We had the, the second team going down to Division Three, and Jack, they looked every bit of it. They looked every bit of it. They were a powerfully, a powerfully strong side. Um, and by the way, and that's another point. Like the draws were made for the championship, and I presume you'll be talking uh, for the Camogie Championship. And I, I, I presume you'll be touching on it before we leave the subject. But Wexford are in in that in that. Junior um, and and they, they certainly are a team that are fit for intermediate. There's no question about it. Now also Armagh are in the draw. Now Armagh won the junior championship last year, so how many times do they have to win it before they're promoted? But that's that's that that that's another story. And coincidentally, the two of them are going to meet in the Division Three League final. Um, but uh, getting back to the game last Sunday, last Saturday. For 55 minutes, Jack, that game was in the melting pot. Like, Wexford got three goals in the last five minutes. That's what put the distorted look on the, on, the, on the scoreboard. Now, up to that point, Limerick had, uh, Wexford had been able to get their scores that little bit easier. Limerick had to work, 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 work to get their scores. But they got the, they, they got the tonic of a goal. Just on going in, it was literally the last action of of um, of the um, before the second water break. Um, Anya Harrington delivered the perfect ball in. Um, Stephanie Wolf met it on the meat, 
writing and um, the first goal of the game and a, a very very good goal and a major boost when you were going into the in, into the last quarter and I think they were trailing at that stage by about that brought the margin back to four points but it was those three goals now the defence had been under enormous pressure Jack throughout and let's let's make no mistake about that now they had been an enormous now Aoife Coughlin back there was absolutely immense at, at centre-back, I thought. Um, Yvonne Lee had a very, very good game at, at, at cornerback. Who I thought was outstanding throughout was Megan Ryan. Um, uh, but uh, they, 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 they had their backs to the wall right through. And, and you know, the incessant pressure, Jack, um, it, it finally told. And, and Wexford got the goals. Well-crafted goals in all cases. Um but a disappointing result for Limerick. But I, I think Pat Ryan will take an awful lot out of it because you must remember that Pat Ryan has two panels. He has two panels. The, the juniors have played four games. The seniors have played four games. There has only been one change, one interaction between the panels. And that was the promotion of Anya Cunningham from the junior to the senior panel. Like but we're not, we don't have the situation whereby the subs on the senior panel that may be eligible for junior are playing junior. There are two totally independent panels. This is this is what we have, and it, it looks to be the policy. And it it, it um, like certainly it's a policy that you know in the context of both leagues, you can't say but it worked because. Um, like both 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 count uh, both teams got to to their respective um, knockout stages, so um, very few can can argue with that. So um, um, I I think overall Pat Ryan will 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 be quite happy, um, quite happy with 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 uh, the progress that he has made since he has come in. Now that. This is a very, very busy weekend for Limerick Camogie, as you flagged out there at the beginning. Um, you, we have the senior team will actually will be the first in action. Um, and I, I got it wrong in uh, elsewhere when I said that the under-16s were going to be the first in action. They are not in action actually until Sunday. But um, having said that, Saturday is still a busy day for Limerick Camogie and that the seniors are in Clarina at half three and they're taking on Clare in what is the quarterfinal of the Munster Championship. And, um, you know, Clare certainly will not be short of motivation um, following their, um, following their um, uh, when the sides met in the first round down in Father McNamara Park and Limerick had that very, very good win. Now, um, Clare, uh, that, that actually eliminated Clare from the championship, but they've, they've subsequently bounced back and they've, they've got a win over Dublin in 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 the um, in the relegation playoffs. So um, um, you know it's it, it's not all down for Clare, but they will certainly want to put one back over on Limerick on 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 um, on um, Saturday. And Limerick have only won the Munster Championship, the Munster Camogie Championship once, and that was four years ago. Um, it was a landmark and his, his historic win, and um, it, it, it's a long road this time for um, for for Limerick to be starting off in 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 the quarterfinal. But Pat Ryan will not be looking; he, he he won't be looking beyond tomorrow evening. And we see the team that has been named, and it's very very much along expected lines and along the lines that he has used 
in all the games practically to date. I think I think there's actually no change in it. Um, uh, now, later in the evening at 7 o'clock, the attention will turn to Fedemar and um, the Munster Junior Camogie Championship and a tilt with Kerry. Now, this, this will be very, very interesting in that um, as, as far as I know, it's Kerry's first team. This is the Kerry's first team who played in the Intermediate League, who beat Galway in the Intermediate League, who beat Tipperary in the Intermediate League. Now, this, in between those two victories, they suffered a heavy defeat to Cork. And this is a Kerry team that the nucleus of them will be those that beat Limerick in the 2019 All-Ireland final in, in Croke Park. So, um, like, Limerick have a score to settle. But like um, it, 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 this is a decent Kerry team, and I, I remember that day in Croke Park when, when, when I held the Kerry interviews, and um, they were attributing their success in the All Ireland Junior Championship to the fact, and that we spoke about it in the context of Limerick Ladies Football, to the, to the context that they, the, to the fact that they played their, their Komogi in the Intermediate League. And they, 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 what they learned from it, it helped them to get over the line in, 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 in the junior. So Limerick will look to be up against it. Now, um, the, Pat Ryan has made a number of changes. Um, obviously, Michelle Cotton is still not available. Um, and she was a huge loss in Wexford. Um, he's made a change again at fullback. Um, Aoife Coughlin has gone back fullback. Roisin Mann is recalled to the side in she, she's coming in at, at, at um, left cornerback. And we have Shauna Cunningham, who I thought had a very, very good game in, in, in Wexford, uh, against Wexford as well. A very, very good game. Shauna has moved to centre half back. And um, uh, Stephanie Wolf is, 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 is moved into the forward. So he's made a number of changes. Alana Mulcahy has come out of the full forward line into the half forward line. And uh, uh, Sarah Shanahan is coming in at midfield. Um, that would be Sarah's first outing with, with, with the team this year. And that 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 will be interesting um, to see how she fares. Limerick, you'd have to say if it's Kerry's first team, they're up against it, Jack. There's yeah, no use in it, saying otherwise. For a second week in a row, they would be playing what in effect is an, is an, an intermediate team. So, um, um, look, Pat Ryan will be just looking for a performance and hope that they get over the line. Now, on Sunday, then, we have the under-16s. The under-16s are playing in the All-Ireland Under-16A Championship. Absolutely the top grade. Now, they went to Bagnaslow last Sunday, and they got turned over by Galway. Galway are very, very, very strong at that at that level. So they have a chance to get back into contention um, in, in Clarine on Sunday at 2 o'clock when, when, when they take on um, Clare. Now, Clare haven't a bad record at underage in recent years either. But it's a must, must win game for Limerick. Anything other than a win, win and they're out. So, look, the best of luck to Paul Neenan and his girls. Let's, let, let's hope they get over the line on that one. Yeah, now, we, we just referenced the draws there, Jack. Yeah, I was just going to comment on that one. Yeah. And um, we, we, I, I, I think that Limerick have got a decent draw. Yeah, a decent draw. I'll just take you through the draw there for anyone that didn't see yeah. it. So the, the senior side are in Group 1 with Tipperary, Wexford and Offaly. And 
I suppose the first thing you'll take from that is that they've avoided the, the old big three of Cork, Galway and Kilkenny. Now, Tipperary have really kind of pushed that and it could argue that it's a top four now at this stage. But they have avoided the big three um, and they have wins against Wexford and Offaly in recent years. And they pushed Tipperary a long way in 2009 quarter fi- 2019 quarterfinal. So it's definitely a positive draw for Pat Ryan's senior side. It is a positive draw, and if, if they can recapture anything like the form that they showed against Kilkenny, and if they can recapture the form now, and I, I've said this last week, that, that reflecting back on the Galway game, if you extrapolate the three goals out of it, um, and, 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 you know, goals win games, but um, it, it was a decent performance, and that, that was borne out by, by the game against Kilkenny. And, of course, we know we beat there. If they can recapture that form, like there, there are winnable games there now. There, there has been very little between it in the past and recent years, as late as last year, um, when when it was decided in the boardroom who won between um, Limerick and Tipperary with that controversial point and and um, the scoreline being wrong and all that all that sort of stuff. Um, eventually, um, the powers that be decided that, that Tipperary had won the game, which I I, I suppose was fair considering. Um, um, what happened on the day? I think we all had it that Tipperary had won by a point, and were 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 pleasantly surprised when we went down to be told that it was a draw, but it was subsequently rectified. It took it forty-eight hours to rectify it. So look, they don't have any fears about Tipperary. Like they've beaten Wexford the last time they met him in the championship, and they've beaten Offaly the last time. And and co- coincidentally, the last time when Limerick got to the quarterfinals in twenty nineteen. The teams that they beat on route that year were Offaly and Wexford. You know, so um, I I I think it's a, it's 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 a good draw, um, yeah, and I think Limerick have a decent chance of coming out of the group. Two teams yeah. will come out yeah. of the group. I think they have a decent chance, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose the progression for Limerick, and I suppose they probably failed to build on in 2019, but for this year, it's a group where. You want to win in. Like, again, with Clare this weekend, I know they beat him already and Clare will have revenge in their mind, but if you want to make that next step, the likes of Clare, the Offleys and Wexford, they're the teams you're targeting and saying, we have to go in there and win. Just like the senior footballers, Billy side will probably have went into to Wicklow saying, this is the game we need to win now if we want to push on further. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to depend on, on, where the, on the sequencing of the games. Where, where where they will fall, whether it's home and away. I think it's home and away in those games. You know that, that, that there'll be a lot of factors like that that will come into it because there's going to be crowds back, and <coughs> this this is not taking off until the middle of of um, of July. So like you know that that there could be even greater numbers allowed at these games if this experiment with spectators is 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 to work out satisfactorily. Now in the, yeah. in the the Juno draw was a very, very funny draw in, in that Limerick came out of the hat with three Ulster teams, mm. um, Cavan, Antrim and Down. Now, it'll be Antrim and Down's second teams and it'll, it'll be Cavan's first team. Now, in, in that particular draw in the Juno Championship, um, Wexford have been drawn in the same group as Armagh, which would be the two top teams um, I I would say both of whom, in my view, should be playing intermediate. Um, but they're in the one group, and I suppose it's safe to say 
um, that they will probably come out of it. Um, I think they're in the same group with Waterford, if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, who didn't root up any trees, certainly during the league this year. Um, suffered three straight defeats in the league, so um, it, it it looks as if if those two will come out of it. But um, three games against Ulster opposition, like it's it's unusual given the randomness of the draw and everything that you that you should draw three Ulster teams. But I I, I honestly think that Pat Ryan again will be very very happy with that draw. I, I see no reason at all why Limerick can't come out of that group, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose it just this weekend's games will just act as a as further preparation for those championships down the line. And again, we wish the best of luck to, to all teams to end this weekend. Um, the seniors in action against Clare at half three in Clarina on Saturday. The juniors at seven o'clock in Fedmore against Kerry. And then the under 16s is it's half two in Clarina, two o'clock in Clarina on Sunday against Clare and the under 16 A championship. Um, before we finish, Matt, um, we had a 2020 championship final on Monday. Um, as strange as it sounds, but the year we had, it, it's very normal. Um, Crokill Finney won a first ever county title, if I'm wrong. Uh, you were there, and I suppose they were well deserving of a 22 to 8 point win over Patrick's well second team. You can't argue with the score, Jack. No, you can't. Certainly, and you know, it, it, it's, um, I, I've been. Inclined to say that in one or two cases, there in us that we reviewed, like the, the score maybe was a distortion when I was saying about three goals in the last um, five minutes for Wexford and all that sort of thing. I don't think on this occasion, and even most partisan Patrick's well um, supporter <coughs> would put their hand up and say, you know, that in, in many ways um, it was a fair reflection of the game. Um, what a way to win a first county championship! Um, you know, coming coming in against the side um, with the great tradition of Patrick's well. Now I know um, the, the the circumstances and all it was held over from last year, but uh, you know it was a level playing field for the four teams in that they they all got the three weeks or whatever it was to prepare for the semi-finals. They got the semi-finals and the final, and that the roadmap for finishing the championship was well laid out for them. And I I don't think there can be any argument on that score. Um, but the emphatic nature of um, of how Croke Kilfinney emerged as champions, absolutely, it's indisputable. Like, um, I was impressed with him when I saw him against Clahan. But again, it's very, very hard to benchmark one semi-final against this, the other semi-final. And like, the general belief was that um, Patrick's well were in with a serious shout in this final. And the general belief was that it was a final that could possibly go go down to the wire. But Crokilfinney took the game by the scruff of the neck, literally from the start. They were like fellas that were used to appearing in in, in county finals. Um, this 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 first county final nerves or any of that that sort of stuff. There was none of that there. And and the quality of the hurling that they played, but the quality of the work rate, Jack, and the quality of the intensity that they brought to it, and it was a sultry evening in 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 the in the Gaelic grounds, compounded by um, a few light showers just before the game started. Believe it or not, you know, um, it made it made, made it very clammy. But they sustained they sustained it for the hour. 
and 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 the finishing the finishing was par excellence you had first of all jack linehan we all knew about him and we had um we had then we had brian hannan brian hannan showed cameos in 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 the in the quarter final of 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 what he could do when when they were closing it out in the second half he brought the full hand to the gaelic grounds last sunday um, and he got five points from player absolutely all all quality scores and then of course we had the introduction of of, of Declan Milan you know you come on in a county final um it, it it's it, it's like something you would absolutely dream of but that wouldn't be a hope to come through you 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 come on in a county final and you score two goals and and um like it, it's the stuff that dreams are made of although i i was of the opinion, opinion going into the county final that um and going into the county championship that with Declan Milan on the bench like that it it, it to me gave me a sense of 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 the strength of 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 the Croke Kilfinny team. Now Seamus Hickey turned back the clock. Had a fantastic game, his first game since transferring from 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 Maru Bohr, deputizing again at centre back for the unfortunate Tom McMahon. And we wish Tom the very best of luck. Um uh, it's it's um it's unfortunate that that injury deprived him of being part of what was a very very special day for the club that he has served so well. But overall, it was a very, very consummate performance by 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 um, Crokelfini. Congratulations to him, Crokelfini. Um, they they now make the step up to intermediate. Jack, they're well equipped to do it. Well equipped to do it. And um, I, I I I I honestly think that um, too many sides will not fancy um, facing Crokelfini in the vein of form that they showed in in the county semi final and final. Great for the game of hurling. Great to see a new name coming on. You know, um, great for the underdogs. You know, Patrick's well, glorious as usual in defeat. Magnanimous. You know, stood and applauded him uh, for the presentation um, as only pa you'd expect from Patrick's well. And, uh, of course, probably, probably the swan song for Barry Foley, who has given great service um, great service, not just to Patrick's Well and Limerick, but to the game of hurling. You know, one of those great role models for hurling. And um, he, he he came off at half time. Now I don't know if he had picked up a knock in 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 the first half or not. But Jack, while well, he was on, he spelled danger. Any any time he went near it, he spelled danger. And Peter Hafty, another veteran. You know. Peter turned back the clock as well. He covered every blade of that Gaelic grounds for, for, for Patrick's well until he, he retired with five minutes to go. So, look, very, very disappointing day for, for Patrick's well. Fantastic day for, for Croke Kilfinney. Congratulations to him. Well done. Yeah, and I suppose the start of the podcast, you mentioned that 96 semi final, and Barry Foley, who was only a young lad at the time, I suppose, 25 years ago. and um, I did an article during the week. It's just kind of an in-depth look at that game. And Barry Foley scores the point before Kieran Carey to level proceedings in the Gaelic rounds. And I suppose it's forgotten because of how good Kieran's score was. But she's doing it for your club 25 years later. And I think I heard somewhere that was his swan song with Patch as well. But he's done so much for Limerick and for his club. Um, probably not the way he wanted to go out. But look, he, he showed his class right till the end. But the heartiest congratulations to Crokeil Finney. And I suppose... Oh. 
they'll have that small advantage now of having played a couple of games coming into the year that, as you said, no one intermediate champion is going to want to play them. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll have the momentum as well. They, 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 you know, and, and they have the hurdlers. Make no mistake about it. No, but, 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 but one final point for, for, for Barry Foley. The GA launched an initiative during the week called the Dads and Lads. It, it's 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 basically for people that want to play. I think this Gaelic football, but I presume they'll they'll expand it to Gaelic hurling. It, it, let's say let's politely put it, Jack, that it's for people that want to continue playing when they have reached the veteran stage. <laughs> it's it, it, it's a fun initiative, um, and it's called Dads and Lads, and we'll be hearing quite a bit more about it. In the, I, I I'd say in the weeks ahead, and they're promising that that, that they're going to organise. A blitz and an intercounty blitz and what have you. So look, keep hope for us all, Jack. Will Matt O'Callaghan be lined out in the black and green of Glenroo? Then possibly. <laughs> we'll we'll wait to see, and that'll be definitely one that we'll we'll stream. And I I might take the commentary duties for that day if you're out in the pitch. But um, yeah, it's a brilliant initiative, and if you want, of course to you more, would, Jack. I, I knew I knew I knew you'd be up for that. <laughs> and we were actually we were playing junior during the week against Mon Collins, and it was a real physical game. Below on the field in Ballystine, and we had um, Carl Anglum was in goals, and Carl was a, a key man on the 2008 intermediate win in Ballystine team, a cornerback, but he was in goals, our goalie was injured, and he made a brilliant save down the end, which I think the game was level at the time, and we pulled away for a victory, so a shout out to Carl Anglum from everyone in Ballystine, I'm sure someone will spot him a point tonight, and we're blowing the field for the seniors against Father Casey's, but there's a load of, there's a load of action going on between the football and hurling at a club level, um, both mm -hmm. articles on the website for anyone want to look. Um, the hurling and football yeah. are in different articles. So, if you I can, suppose, no, you have to mention as well, Jack. We're we we a very very good um, South Junior B twenty twenty South Junior B hurling final last Sunday between Brewery and and Black Rock. It was a very very exciting final. Now Brewery won it by two points, won ten to eleven points, and um, were worthy winners. Now. BlackRock shot 16 wides over over the hour, and and they, they would be very very disappointed because they would have been would have been favourites going in. And after the game, um, um, Brewery were extremely extremely disappointed um, that that there isn't um, a county championship in it. Um, the the county board shelved plans. For the Junior B County Championship way back in I think December and when we were in the middle of this 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 plague of the pandemic, and um, um, Brewery are very very anxious that, that 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 those competitions would be revived and like like the A Championship um, would would be finished out and um, I, I I think they made they they made quite compelling arguments um, for it to happen. Now, they, they, they had gone into the game now in fairness because um, BlackRock had to play a semi-final the week before and Brewery hadn't played a game since the beginning of October. Um, but, you know, they, 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 they came back when everybody else came back. They put a lot of effort into it. And this is the point that they were making to me. And, you know, just all, all for one game. And they, they, they were saying, like, you know, and it's very, very hard to argue with that point, Jack, that... that um, you know, for for so a lot of these players, it, it's it's the nature of the beast of Juno B. Um, it, it could very very well be their last shot at the county championship, 
county championship medal. Although um, for some of the brewery lads um, that, that I saw anyway on, on that day, they, they've seen a county medals back in 2006 and <coughs> one or two of them would have um, premier intermediate medals from 2015. Like we, we, had, we had the like of John O'Brien was playing goal. Um, we had um, um, Desi Linehan, we had um, um, Brian O'Rourke who got the goal, we had, we had Brendan Hogan who got on the score sheet towards the end to his delight. And um, but uh, I, I, I honestly think that perhaps the county board should have a re revisited revisit that particular issue. That that um, in in fairness, I, I I think the time can be found um, to give them uh, to give them. Um, that opportunity. Now, also last night, on this Thursday night, there was a very, very exciting West Junior B football final in which Adair beat, beat um, uh, Fianna Kilmeady 111 to 110 after extra time. So now the expectation was going into the final that it was, <coughs> it was going to be a cracker. And um, it's, it certainly was what it said in the 10 because um, it, 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 it was... By all accounts, a very, very, very good game. So, and again, for those those clubs, they don't have the opportunity to showcase their their, their skills on on the county on, on the county stage. I I honestly think that the county board um should should um should possibly revisit it, Jack. No, um, having said that, like you know, the the, the county board um. In fairness, Tom gave plenty warnings about 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 those games, and they they really had the quarterfinal scheduled, um, and um, obviously deadlines weren't met. But that's another issue. But you know, I I I, I don't think two wrongs make a right here. So I I I honestly think I I would be in favour of um, a compromise being reached, and and um, and and. Um, Finding a formula because certainly the leagues are going to be over in three or four weeks, and then there's there's going to be a gap while the intercounty championship is on. Surely to God they can that these games um, gates can be found on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to, to to get him played off during the summer. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a we'll have county championship for for those twin twin championships that have just gone to the west and east and and south divisions, but. As I said, there's there's plenty of games on this weekend for anyone that wants to get out and just if you are getting out to the game, be mindful of the spectator limits and social distancing. But it, it's we've waited so long to get to games. I can't imagine that many people will miss out on opportunity. As I said, all the games are on our website, um, all the fixture lists. We have the three more games that we can look forward to and we're in into Munster Football Championship action the following weekend. So a busy another busy weekend, Matt. Uh, many thanks for joining me and we'll talk again soon. You're welcome, Jack.